Welcome back to another episode of Say Something Interesting. This is the podcast from East Lake Tri-Cities that follows up on the Sunday talk, as well as just hopefully incorporate some fun little discussions for your week. Where, however you found us and however you're listening, we're so glad that you are. My name is Brent. I'm the teaching pastor. And with me today is somebody that uh, is not Margo, you guys. Margo is on a little vacation. She went back to the Pittsburgh area uh, to go show her husband all the good eat spots over there. Uh, but with me today is somebody who, if you've been around Eastlake for any length of time, you probably uh, will recognize him by his voice. Um, and uh, his name's Chris Gell. He is What's in- going on, Tri-Cities? Hey, and uh, here's the setup. He is in San Antonio. He was with us uh, for the start of the church. In fact, I've known Chris uh, since he was in junior high. He was a troublemaker in my youth group, and uh, his his whole family, really, um, John and, and him. And uh, they grew up in the youth group then in high school, and then he did an internship with me. He became kind of my worship leader uh, in the youth group, and then we I left him. I bailed on him, went to Seattle for a year, and he forgave me. And when I came back, was a part of launching Eastlake. Played in the band, did all the design work, was our very first employee ever. Um, came on part-time, then full-time, then back down to part-time, not on his volition, but on mine. Uh, well, actually, church finances <laughs> dictated it. And then... Uh, I was say, you sound like you, you let me go. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't the case. Um, and uh, then about, boy, how, how many how many months ago did you make the make the move, Chris? How long has it been? Oh, we, we left uh, Tri-Cities in October 2017, so uh, if I'm doing the math correctly, was that five months? Okay. Right? Came to me probably seven or eight months ago and said, uh, I think we're going to move down to San Antonio. I just can't stand you guys anymore. And uh, <laughs> That's that's a lie. <laughs> um, so, uh, I, I told you, I remember I, told, I sat down with you and Gary, and I said, hey, we're going to make this move. This was back November 2016, I told you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's true. It was a long time ago. It was a long prior to, and it was, listen, Chris has said a lot of stuff in his life. Gary and I both looked at each other and we're like, yeah, sure. Okay. Whatever. Right. And then he started (laughs) actually making the moves towards selling his house and finding a new job and all that kind of stuff. And so then we were like, wow, this is like a reality. This is crazy. Cause you, uh, now I I will say this at one point you left Eastlake to go take a job at somewhere else in the Tri-Cities and went down to complete volunteer role here, right? Or were you still part-time at that point? I can't remember. I was part-time. Um, what, it was kind of during the, uh, well, yeah, uh, maybe a little after uh, going back, back down to part-time. I think it was it was over the summer, really. Uh, this is not interesting that, to anybody else. This is, Eric right, right now is listening to this going, oh my gosh, guys, talk about something relevant. So we will move on uh, briefly. I'm right. not trying to cut you off, but nobody cares about our timelines. Anyways, the bottom line <laughs> is, if you like anything about East, like there's a good chance that Chris has had his fingerprints all over it. He currently works for us, even though we are, um, I don't know how many hundreds of miles away, maybe even thousands of miles away. San Antonio, Tri-Cities, probably a long ways. Anyways, yeah. Um, yeah. He still does all of our um, graphic design, uh, all of our marketing, all of our mailer design, all of the videos that you see on Sunday morning. We film them here. We upload them to Dropbox. He downloads them, edits them, adds all the music, makes us look good, re-uploads them. We download them and then show them on Sunday morning. So it is a a rather complicated process, one that he's put together. In fact, even this podcast, uh, since its inception, has been something that Margo and I record in the Tri-Cities, upload to Dropbox. He edits it, posts it all on Facebook and out to the world for us. So... If yeah, you I'm like, I'm probably going to edit out like the first five minutes of this conversation. So, and I have to be very <laughs> careful because anything that I say, if I say something wrong, 
he can also alter my voice to make me sound like a chipmunk or like a little girl or anything in like he can do a, a wide spectrum of things so i can never <laughs> i can never mock chris i i always have to keep chris on my good side um and even right now so he's in san antonio he's not in our office here we are recording this i have a uh, we have a, a, a facetime app going on our computers we're both wearing headphones in fact i'll post a photo, a photo of this on my social media in just a little bit just to try and talk about some of this uh, he's recording he's doing something right now to make it inch I, I can hear him typing i can hear him typing you guys um and uh he is uh he's recording down there we're recording our beer he'll mesh the two audios he'll probably add a bunch of deep bass into his voice to make him sound more manly than me and sure. uh then we'll go from there so uh my favorite podcast that i listen to on a weekly basis is called the popcast with Knox and jamie and they do the same thing he is in uh tennessee and she's in alabama and they recorded their first pod, their podcast for like a year and a half before they actually met in person. Um, and it's all via this kind of setup. So I'm excited to kind of attempt it and try it out and see how it goes. This will widen our opportunities for who gets involved in the podcast. So apologize I'm if sure it doesn't turn out good. I'm sure the people on the podcast, they, they have it like actual, actually like, you know, nice microphones and, and good headphones. They have like a mixer and every stuff like that. But we are, we are totally, you're going to see it on Instagram or wherever he posted this is how we have this set up. One, Brent looks kind of like a bro right now with those apple AirPods. hey deals. i got some and, airpods for my birthday you guys i actually like right? them they're pretty cool and then i don't i, I wasn't like sure i would but i do geek over here he has, i look like a geek with these headphones on he has I, got my these Xbox monster headphones. gaming headphones on <laughs> it looks like he's been up all night chewing on cheetos and soda pop and playing a bunch of halo is what it looks like and he just rolled out of rolled off the couch out of his couch panini to be able to record this podcast for us today. So thanks for being here, Chris. Yeah, man, I'm excited. I I, I called you uh, while you were down in San Diego or around that area, and uh, I told you like, man, I really uh, I really enjoyed the the message that you spoke uh, first week of guardrails. And um, I will I will I will say exactly what you told me. I actually yeah, listened okay. to the podcast or the, the message this week. That's what you actually said. You edit it every exactly. week. I assume that you were still watching all of these. But apparently <laughs> you turn it on, go play video games, and then come back at the end and then clean it all up. Well, I don't want to give away my secret of how you know how I actually do my workflows, right. but right. Uh, <laughs> I I do I do listen. It is there. I, I hear it, uh, but I do watch out for keywords so I can throw in the slides on top of it, sure. uh, and then uh, and then put it out there for you guys uh, for everyone to listen to and hear. But I think uh, living a life with guardrails uh, is is great, and so I. And probably had to do with a lot of, you know, you said that you're completely stealing this from Andy Stanley. So I was like, well, I really like him too. So <laughs> it works, right? It happens on right. multiple levels. Yeah. And that, that right. one phrase alone where you saying, I actually like this series that you're doing is what got you here today on this podcast. So congratulations. I was going to say that's 100% true. <laughs> <laughs> like i've never been invited i was on his podcast once and i totally bombed and then Brent was like in the in the back of his mind oh, never again you Will guys be on the podcast i don't know if you remember that but him and gary were guests with margo while i was gone a previous time and i listened to it on the flight home i don't even remember where i was and i listened to it It was the first one that got deleted just to let everybody know oh, it, Lord, only was on it was atrocious like it was a train wreck you guys i was trying to listen and i, I couldn't and i knew the guys so whatever this one would be better i'm sure right yeah good stuff man so we talked about uh uh boundaries when it comes to relational boundaries this week we, we went into like a specific category and area and talked a little bit about um uh, what you know being being picky when it comes to choosing 
your friends. Sometimes you don't always get that option. Sometimes, you know, especially as a kid, you, whatever your neighborhood is, that's what your friendships basically were because you were limited to how far you could ride on your bike. Uh, and then even school-wise, what, whatever middle school you went to. Then in high school, you get to start driving a little bit more. You get on different sports teams. And there's just generally more kids in a high school than there is in a middle school. And so you get a little bit more choosy in that. And then you get into the real world and the adult life. And now um, you are, uh, nobody has to spend any time with you other than your kind of, you know, work employees or whatever, or the people that you work with. Um, and so now you are in this massive open freedom where you get to now choose your friends. And at college, you you figure out kind of a little bit more about who you are and what, who's, you know, who's in your lane and who's not in your lane. And and uh, who's who's too smart for you? Who's too cute for you? And and who you know, who rightfully belongs? Uh, oh, <laughs> not belongs. That's the wrong word. But who you find yourself spending time with, and uh, and and understanding that we got to be really really careful about that. And I think it's it's again, it wasn't like anything. I don't think it was like a brand new insight for anybody walking in the the doors um, yesterday. The only insight that I think was, I, I think it's a good reminder, healthy reminder. Like, oh yeah, that's that's true. Uh, the one thing I walked away thinking, this is good, this is really fresh insight, is the back part of that Proverbs chapter 13 verse where it says, um, a fool, a companion of fool suffers harm. Like we just experience harm being in the proximity, not that we would ever even do those types of things or um, find ourselves thinking along the same wavelengths as somebody who lives a disconnected life of foolishness. Um, but regardless, if you, if you find yourself in that mix, don't be surprised when you get hurt. And it may not even be your fault. Um, but there still may be repercussions and consequences as a result of that. So that was kind of like, uh, for me, like just not, not, not only a, like a brief recap, but something that, um, as I walked away from Sunday going, that part was good for me, even as a personal reminder moving forward. But you had a few thoughts, you, you drafted a few things, um, and sent me them ahead of time um, to give me, not, yeah. not for far, five minutes ago. Like not exactly. far enough where I'm like, okay, totally well, I have carefully crafted answers that kind of all rhyme and all that good stuff. But go ahead and take. Right. Chris, show me your questions before we, we start this. So I make sure we're going to post this up on right. online. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, for me, it's just a, a great, a great reminder of setting up things, uh, one with friends, but also like in your, in your life, uh, what are the things that you need to say yes and no to? with your friendships, with your family, at your workspace to make sure that you have, um, you want to be the person you want to be, right? So to, with experience. And so the, the first question, I, the first thing I had uh, up here was uh, uh, talking about the study from the professor from the Northwest. Um, Northwestern, North by the way. Northwestern, yeah. sorry, Northwestern. So I, I went to a, an, a university called Northwest University, which is a small private college, um, and which is great. It's in Kirkland area, Seattle area, and there's like mm, 1,200 students. Northwestern University is near Chicago. It's like the prime uh, school for journalism. Like anybody who's anybody wants to get in a Northwestern. So I, I, anytime I, I am with people... Um, usually not from like the Seattle area and say, I went to Northwest University. They're like, Northwestern? Wow. And it's always impressive. And I try not to correct them because I want them to think that I'm really smart and got into West and Northwestern. <laughs> but anyways, continue. Right. Uh, so uh, from his study, he was saying that we automatically over time become more like people. The more times that we, we spend around with them, we pick up their traits. Um, what have you had to say no to uh, to get you closer to that goal of happiness um, to, when you when you want to be around those people, right? You want to, it, 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 it's with your family, with certain people at work, uh, certain mentors, um, who have you, like, 
every once in a while someone would be like, hey, come help us out with this. Or everyone's like kind of bombarding us with uh, with things to try to take up our, our, our time or even, you know, time by yourself. It's like I'm going to sit on the couch and watch Netflix rather than wanting to be with these people or, or learn from these people. What? So I flipped the question to you is what have you had to say no to? Um, yeah. Yeah. I think the first time I ever started feeling this life principle or this relationship principle was in college where um, you were at that point, like for the very first time in your life, um, you uh, have the choice, like the ball is in your court in terms of, am I, I'm paying for this education experience, right? Or my my parents are paying for part of it, I'm paying for part of it. But like, I understand like it's not, the state's not paying for it in terms of of high school. So high school, you just kind of do what you got to do to get by. And, and there's, there's, you're trying to manage image management and looking good and, and you know, whatever. And, but in college, it's like, this is your one opportunity where you're not working and you're, you're moving towards what you want to do long-term career-wise. And so I just remember in college, there would be some, I would have some friends who, on on so many different levels we connected with we liked the same things we we did this you know um we had the same hobbies uh, we watched the same shows we played the same video games and if it was high school i would be willing to overlook perhaps a um lack of motivation when it comes to school or um you know sleeping through classes or not not taking their work as seriously as probably they even by their own admission would have wanted to and realizing that when I, uh, you know, like your freshman year, you're figuring that out and you realize, okay, I, I at some point you, you go, I, I want to do better at this. I, I need to be smarter about this. And so as much as I like you and we can continue to hang out at some, uh, you know, on some levels, it's not like I'm going to cut you out of my life completely, but I need to say no to some of the, um, let's stay up late when I know I've got things that I need to get done the next morning and I, I don't want to skip. I'd always had, I always loved scheduling early morning classes. So I always I had like a six fifty class or an eight o'clock class. And a lot of my friends wouldn't because they know we, I want to stay up at night and do that. So I don't know. I think, I think in college it began to be like, I got to say no to some fun. I'm an extrovert or I, I think in college I was more of an extrovert than, than I am now. I think I'm more of an introvert now, but in that season I was, I was more extroverted and I would always want to say, yes, we're going to go to, um, you know, McDonald's at midnight and do a McNugget run. Like we'd buy like 40 McNuggets and pound them all and, <laughs> and play Halo. And uh, and I'd be like, yeah, yeah, freshman year. Yeah, 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 let's do this. And then uh, then realizing I feel horrible the next morning. <laughs> I feel like right. um, I immediately regret that. That did not advance my life. That was entertainment. But like life is more than just entertainment. I don't want to be entertained to death. Um, I need something more than that. So you have to begin to say no, some, no to some things. So, and then as you uh, become, uh, you know, you do the whole adulting thing and you start having a job that, you know, you don't, you can't call in sick for a job that you care about, that you don't want to lose. Um, uh, having uh, a wife, having, being in a sort of a long-term relationship where, um, you know, uh, people who are in different seasons get to choose differently and, and I'm not judging their way of living, but that just doesn't work when you're married. That doesn't work. We had kids early on or, or a kid. We had a kid early on. We were the first of our friends really to have a kid. Um, London is 10 years old. And so I was, uh, 24, 25 when we had London, um, which feels pretty young. I mean, Kylie was 21. So it was while a lot of our friends were um, still been able to do a bunch of traveling, like that just did not become an option for us. 
um, and still isn't an option because we were foolish and had another kid 10 years later. <laughs> not foolish, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, not foolish. Right. Come on. He's a good kid. Um, he was up all night last night, but that's okay. Yeah. Uh, so I think uh, you and I, well, I, I, I am now, I think early on in our friendship, you and I were kind of the same with, with saying yes to a lot of things. Um, it's something that I always am trying to find the right balance of saying yes to things and saying no to things. We're probably not um, good for each other for the first few years. No, we said yes to everything. We're I like, know. we're going to start a church. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> and, uh, Chris said uh, yes do- to, to mask taping, putting mask tape all over my car one day. Yes. So that it was entirely <laughs> blue painter's tape when I came home from something I was gone for a weekend. And yeah. That was that was a foolish thing I, to say that, yes to, I would say, personally. Yeah. The, the story behind it was I actually backed up into it. Yeah. Yeah. So then uh, when I pulled the tape off, I've got scrape marks on my bumper. I'm like, I don't think those were there before. He's like, yeah, I, I hit it. I backed into it. Yeah, I, didn't I hit it, it with blue masking tape. <laughs> Sorry. The whole car. You would yeah. think that would have been followed up by "Here's my insurance card," but no, 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 no. <laughs> and I say, if you wanted the money, you come get it. So, <laughs> I'm coming back um, to you now. I sold the car, but I want the money, Chris. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, but uh, so moving down here in San Antonio, uh, we kind of jumped in headfirst uh, into into a church down here, and uh, the only way I know how to make friends quick is to say yes to everything, and so. Uh, <laughs> Uh, trying to maybe pull back a little bit of things, you know, I'm like serving uh, at this church right now um, for a, a lot. And so I wasn't setting up healthy boundaries um, and, uh, and good guardrails for my family. And I, and I was like, Oh crap, I'm going back to being, you know, working at Eastlake and I'm not actually working there. <laughs> but see, it's like a default, right? Cause I don't, I don't right. think of you as an extrovert, but we revert back to the things that we think are safe or make sense to us. And it makes sense to, if I'm going to get to know people, I'm going to say yes to a lot of different things and then see how it shakes out. But it's not, and, and it might be fine seasonally, but it's not a great long-term way to live, you know, exactly. especially if your wife's um, not that, if she's the opposite and says no to more things so that she can say yes to family. And then you're doing the opposite yeah. thing. And that's, that's difficult. Exactly. Um, and then the other other topic I wanted to hit on here, um, I'm always looking at the time because I know you guys like to go over at like 40 minutes. So I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> um, who are major influential people uh, that you look to? This might have been maybe what I should have started off with here, but uh, whatever. I'm skipping around. Uh, look to to help mold your life. Uh, who are those people you know that you have said yes to and you're like, I want to be like more like them? Uh, well, yeah, so it's interesting because... It's not just me saying yes to them, but also them saying yes to me because we can always shoot high and be like, I'd really like to, I think um, Justin Timberlake and I would be really good friends. I I think Rob, whenever I watch uh, Ridiculousness on MTV, uh, which is one of our favorite shows, by the way, I always think Rob Dyrdek and I would get along. We would be friends if only somebody would introduce us. So, but that's not going to happen. So um, the, uh, the idea is, is is simply um you know it's not just saying who do i want to surround myself with but who in my life um is is in a position where i can have influence with them they can have influence with me and i do think it changes too and and um like so i just the reason i was gone last week is because um and not here for the recording was i am a part of a like a small group of of guys who planted churches around the same time 
um, they hail from like Kenosha, Wisconsin, uh, St. Michael, Minnesota, uh, Blacksburg, Virginia. And we, we all are connected like very loosely in, we, we didn't grow up together or anything like that, but we know, I know a guy who knows a guy who knows this guy. So that's, and, and the very first time we met was about three months after I planted East Lake or we planted East Lake and we met in Houston. I showed, I flew down to Houston and I didn't know any of these guys, didn't know what they looked like, walked into a restaurant and basically was walking around going, are you Dave Nelson? Are you Dave Nelson? Anybody Dave Nelson here? And finally I found the right table and got to sit down with these guys. And it's fun for, for me um, to be in an environment with guys who are going through similar, a similar season of life. Um, What I do for my career is pretty unique. And um, so there's not like, it's not the same as starting a business. There's, there's other, you know, personality, uh, you know, I just other things involved in a church that's, that's not in, I sell widgets for a living or something like that. And so to find um, somebody or some, a group of guys who, when we get together and we've done it now, like every other year, basically since that time. So like four or five trips um, total. And we get together and it's basically two or three days where we rent a house and we all fly into the same area and we'll, we'll basically share stories, experiences. Um, here's what I'm going through. Here's what I'm, um, struggling with. Here's what I'm succeeding with. Um, I need some advice in this area. And for me, that's been a, a really, uh, beneficial trip more so than any conference that I could go to. I'm not really a conference guy when it comes to church stuff. Um, I, I prefer like hands on the ground, uh, boots on the ground type of conversation. So that, that's been a, a positive, uh, group for me. But again, that's just in my church world, in my, in my professional life or whatever you want to call it. Uh, when it comes to friendships, I, I wouldn't go and hang out with those guys for just life stuff or even, even like marriage stuff that may come up in, in terms of how is it affecting my ability to pastor my church. But in terms of um, you, you know, where we're at relationally, then it, it might be a different group of people. So I don't know. I've got, I've got, uh, I've got friends in, in, uh, a lot of different venues and you just have to figure out which one is the right environment for that sort of topic. And who do I need to spend more time with and trying to program it so that it becomes kind of a systematic thing. So it's not like I only do it when I need it, but sometimes I do it when I don't need it too. So. Yeah, that's good. The, the whole side of making sure that it's like kind of like a mutual thing, right? Like, like, yeah, you can hang out with this person, but if they don't really like being around you, then that, that kind of stunts it a little bit. Um, and uh, yeah, I for me, there's there's definitely people who I look up to, and I I've grown up to to know and like follow their their examples. So when like I can kind of it's helped me out with setting up better guardrails with, with other friends, you know, making friends down here, uh, or even friends back in Washington, you know, like, Hey, let's go do this. I'm like, ah, no, like one, like I've been around, you know, I've seen how, uh, a life with, um, without that in their life, uh, you know, from whoever I'm, I'm, I'm learning from or, um, I, I like hang around with, uh, changes, you know, like, ah, I don't really know what I'm saying there, but, uh, I know that that's not something they would, they would do. So that's not something I want to do and really doesn't really align with who the kind of person I want to be anyways. So, um, whether it be a number of anything, you know, any little things. And, uh, one thing that just sticks out to me is back to, you know, time management and, and making sure that I'm, I'm being there for my family and what I'm doing for work and everything like that. Uh, and then the last thing I wanted to hit on here, you brought up, uh, 
you brought up Facebook being a way to, you know, we're, we live in, a, in, the, in the best time for a parent to be able to see who your friends are, uh, who their kids' friends are, and how to kind of almost stalk in a way, you know, the, the kid down the street, uh, maybe unhealthily, because uh, you're just like, oh, well, he, he does this, you know, he's into this, uh, but... Uh, right, when but, I grew up, my parents didn't have, we didn't have social media like that, so my parents had to ask me about my friends. And I got to control exactly. the narrative. And now in today's with electronic surveillance of Facebook and social media, you don't have to do that anymore. And the conversation that you wrote out, and I remember we had a little bit of conversation about this before we started press record. And then I just basically stopped and I said, enough, enough. We have to record this. This is so good. <laughs> is that you said, I don't even use Facebook anymore because you're so cool. And uh, <laughs> no, it's not it. <laughs> I, 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 I sometimes you said sometimes I use Twitter, but then I, I try and ignore some of the politics of Twitter because it does get a little bit political. Um, and then Instagram, but it's, in, you know, but here's the deal. I, I, you still have a Facebook page an active and now you may not post to it and I don't hardly ever post to mine either, but I, it is my go-to um, in terms of uh, looking up who a person was. Like if somebody fills out a card on a Sunday and we're like, um, wow, that's an interesting take. You cannot tell me that when we were in staffing, you would not flip open your Facebook profile and do a search for whoever that person was. Yeah. 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 That, you did. that is true. You do. Yeah. Yeah. So I do stock, you know, like who, like, uh, like who is this person, you know, either, I just met them or I'm trying to get to know them. And like, yeah, I'll get on Facebook. I'll check them out. But <laughs> I guess, yeah, I, I was telling you before you, you hit stop on record was uh, uh, like, I, w- I am okay with totally just taking it away. Um, you like being an unknown? Just because. You want to be an no, enigma to everybody? That. Well, uh, I learned it, you know, I first learned it with my brother, John. He, he, he got off it. He was just like, I'm just whatever. I don't want people to know that much about me. He's kind of more of a private person anyways, more than I am. Uh, but the other side of it was, was more about, you know, what, what kind of what's going on right now with the current climate of, of Facebook with people getting too much uh, information <clears throat> from us uh, and also being kind of, it's like realizing that, that the feed that's coming down is being more catered to your own interests. And so you're not really seeing both sides of certain things. Right. And stuff like it's that. not so diverse. That's why I, it's, I figure out right. what you like. The algorithms then feed me already things that I like. Why? Because we gravitate towards people that accept us and what we find acceptable. And so absolutely. Um, that, that principle that we mentioned in the, the very first part of the message on Sunday is totally true of this. And it brought up an interesting thing. Like Kylie, Kylie and I were talking and she goes, I wonder if Facebook will be, and not even just Facebook, but I, and so I, you say Facebook, I feel like tech companies come and go, but the idea of our social presence in a very public and accessible way, no matter what, like you don't even have to know me and you can know about me. She thinks that that's might be going away. Like the next generation, the next thing is, uh, I don't know that when London is 16 or 17 uh, or, you know, or Jovi or Grayson, um, are they as open to being it? Are they, are we afraid of, not afraid of it, but we just kind of like, I want people who have access to me to know me. But if you don't have access to me, um, I, I want, I want, uh, I, I don't feel like I'm not, I don't know. I'm not like a privacy. I'm not like an anti, anti, um, uh, public thing or, or like so pro privacy that I just uh, whatever but I can see myself going in that direction too like I can I think I'm more oh I don't post 
anything to Facebook right now or Twitter unless it's like a, a funny, humorous thing or it's right. about my kids. Those are my two. That's what I that's what I want people to know, that I have kids, that they're cute, that they like to draw and sell stuff on our in our yard to all of our neighbors. And then um, to this is an article or, or a meme that I found funny. That's basically what you yeah. get from me on social media at this point. Yeah. So you kind of already answered overall the question, right? Was how, how do we safeguard or put up guardrails on any social media platform, whether it be Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, how do we not put too much of ourselves out there? Um, one to also keep us, you know, aligned with our own, our own values, right? People who we want to, we want to model our life. I think this is good. So, okay. So, so your question essentially comes down to what kind of healthy guardrails can we have for social media? I think, um, one is from a personal standpoint outward. Um, are there guardrails about what I want people to know about me? And I think that's a healthy thing. I think for some people, I do want people to know my personal information. Um, I am, uh, you know, uh, in a, a position in my life or season in my life where I'm open to relationships. I need people to know that I'm single and here's what I like and blah, blah, blah. And I think that's fine. Whatever. Um, uh, I also think a healthy guardrail, if I can go in the opposite direction is what I take in that I am quick to make judgments about people or categorize people in certain ways based on what I, what is available publicly. I can see that, Oh, he is this or, Oh, she's that. And I'm, and a guardrail may be, what if I suspended judgment on who they are or suspend a judgment on categorizing them until I actually got to know them, which is a very difficult um, thing to do. It, it doesn't sound unreasonable, but in actual praxis, it's it's a difficult thing to do. And I'm reading a book right now on um, uh, Muslim immigration and uh, Christian hospitality. It's a really, it's an awesome book. I mean, I don't know that I would recommend it because it's kind of heady in, in that, but um, in it, it talks about... Um, one of the things, one of the reasons, it's called, they, they say we're living in an age of fear because we so we know so little about our Muslim neighbors. Um, we know so little. We we know we know the things that we want to know that that um, the algorithms of social media has taught us to say this is what we you know think about them or what they're about or what what's important to them, and perhaps um, we have kind of taken that from an uncensored and un. Um, Oh, unscripted, not unscripted. That's not the right word. I'm, I can't think of the right word right now, but we, we've just taken it full force and we have no great guardrails in place. We think that that's sufficient enough for us to become, uh, have an informed opinion on who they are. And that's that's probably right. not a healthy guardrail. Yeah, I think that's, that's, all, that's all great. I have no other things to say on that topic. Okay. Um, well, thanks for listening yeah. to the series and for uh, find, you know actually watching and and not just editing for us. We we, we do appreciate that. We glad it's glad it's good to know that uh, people in San Antonio are are able to uh, access all this stuff and make it happen. So, anyways, good man. Yeah, good. Uh, so we always try and close this thing out with something that we found interesting this week. Um, it's the title of the podcast. It's a way for uh, us to be like, hey, we're we're more than just this. Um, and, uh, something we read, something we watched or something we experienced. I've got a couple of things to choose from. Um, and I'm going to try and I'm going to, I'm going to land it on this one. My wife, my wife recently, um, came up with this idea that we are doing a 12 week challenge where every week it's something different. And we either are 
doing like doing something or refraining from something. So it's the idea of a you know commission doing something or omission refraining restraining from doing something. And so week one, I told you this yesterday, is we are yeah. only drinking water, tea, or coffee, and not coffee in the terms of like a latte, or like with added milk, but like literally drip coffee. So right now I'm having coffee that I made downstairs with just water. So if you can make it from water, you can drink it. And I know you could be like, well, soda's made from water. I get it, but I didn't make it from water. Right. Um, yeah. So I bought it prepackaged. So no soda, no juice, no beer. No, and this is the hardest one for me, no milk. Um, no chocolate milk. I love chocolate milk. My evenings are usually recapped with a warm glass of chocolate milk. <laughs> no, it's not warm. I'm just kidding. But, um, and uh, so for a week, so if I sound extra jittery today, it's probably because I, I, I have been pumping myself with caffeine through coffee and hot tea. Um, but uh, yeah. anyways, yeah. And then and the next week, it's something different. Next week, we're going to watch a documentary um, every night. Uh, before bed like a short documentary uh, we've had a few that have been lined up that were like we just want to do this we're going to do that together we're going to do a family walk one of the nights we're going to do like this um like a, a reading plan type thing um we're going to do 25 sit-ups a night for a week just something that's like a goal something that we can do together and uh anyways it's kind of fun so that's kind of something interesting and by the way I, I she if she's listening to this she's going to be like you made it sound like it's your idea it was not it was her idea completely i give her 100 percent of the credit and uh and she's awesome so it makes it easy to kind of go into that so that's that's what's coming up for me for the next 11 weeks proud of you man that's it's good stuff i want like you you're we're uh, we're chatting uh, yesterday and you're like bro i have given it's been four days into this challenge and i am dying, I'm dying. I'm like oh my gosh come on <laughs> i saw chocolate milk come on sale on. at winco the other night and i was like i just 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 if it would just hit my lips you know <laughs> right <laughs> it's like sweet nectar <laughs> oh, of the gods anyways oh geez yeah. uh my my something interesting um I, I was just kind of like, you know, I'm on, I'm on Facebook or, or not Facebook, uh, uh, YouTube and, and, and somebody made a comment about, uh, Elon Musk and, and I've been kind of following this guy a little bit, uh, just, just recently realizing that he has a hand in a ton of things. Ton of things. Yeah. He's the uh, Tesla guy. Um, he's also into S- SpaceX. They're like launching a bunch of rockets and everything. Yeah. Right. Uh, and so the one thing I didn't know, I knew about like, like six things that he's in. And then the top of that, one more other thing was where he, where he kind of started before Tesla was a part of uh, PayPal. And I don't know if you knew this, like he helped start up PayPal. Um, and uh, where it was, and then he like, he, uh, of course he, he, he sold it, you know, they, they sold it to, to eBay and, and I saw how much he walked away from it. I was like, Oh, geez. crazy. Yeah. Uh, but Peter Thiel also was one of his co-founders with him and he wrote a book on the, the start, the story of PayPal startup it was a really great book. Anyway. Go ahead. Yeah. And then back to just, uh, it's interesting. I would, I, I need to, I, I need to find, or if there is, maybe I need to read a book about him. Like how did, how does he live his life? A guy who, is a part of huge major corporations, you know, SpaceX, huge, Tesla, huge, uh, wants to put in, uh, a lightning fast, uh, train underneath LA. And they're like, yeah, sure. Go ahead and do it. And I was like, wow, that's, that's nuts. So they gave him like, <laughs> they're letting, they're letting them do it. And and then I just found out today, um, that the mayor of, uh, of somewhere around there in California is going to let him, uh, take on a 18 acre spot to build his next, huge rocket 
um, the one that's going to fit like 100 people in there to send them out to Mars or the moon, or even also use it for fast travel where you can get to anywhere in the world within an hour, right? If you want to jump countries to countries, it's like an hour ride. And so I was just like, that is nuts. And just thinking about that guy, I'm like, how, how, do, you, how do you balance all those things? And I know he has kids. Uh, I, think he has, I think he's married as well. He has married and his kids. And I think he has like four or five kids. Because uh, I think I, I also read up about something. Uh, he, he, like, he, uh, he has his kids on like this new way of like kind of teaching them. Not really more like, you know, here's English class and math class, but more problem solving. Uh, and that was interesting too. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was, to me, that, to me, he's, he's just a very interesting guy, right? I feel like he's more innovative than Steve Jobs, right? Like, I don't, I know that you read his book and stuff. So, yeah. So it's, so I feel like with him, he's a lot more, um, spread out there than Steve Jobs was. Steve Jobs was very focused on Mac and Apple stuff and, and like the consumer Mm -hmm. experience in that way. And Elon Musk is is in an age where he probably has more resources than Steve Jobs ever did, you know, early on, especially early on. I know, I know Apple's super rich now, but um, in yeah. the, in that early phase, he never had the access to it like like Elon Musk did. And uh, and he yeah he's he's pretty out there on a bunch of stuff. But everybody, you you wish you could invest in a guy almost. You know, I can I know I can invest in a company, but can I just invest in you because it feels like you push the envelope on a lot of different areas, and all you have to do is it hard or you know strike it rich once and a couple of those and it feels like he's done that early on he's trying to do solar panels like super cheap like roof tiles yeah um becoming solar yeah, panels. i feel like he just he finds he sees problems and he's trying to you know find find the solutions to those problems and i i feel like that's kind of how my mind works just a little bit not to that extent right I'm like if i have a conversation with somebody and they're like yeah i just you know i can't do this and that or I, I need help doing this i'm like well let me help you that goes back to me always saying yes to things so like how do i how do i help you get to where you want to be um that's how my mind works uh, subconsciously so. and i see what you're saying and like steve life. jobs had the walter isaacson biography which wasn't published until after he died but he had a lot of business books come out after him, and I feel like Elon Musk has kind of been a little bit of an outsider to the business industry, um, in terms of they like like a lot of the young entrepreneurs respect him, but there's not a lot of established business books trying to get him to come and speak at their business school, and I just don't know that he would do it. Like it's just not really his mo. Right. Um, and so, um, you know, how do you get to know a guy like that or whatever? So I don't know. It's interesting. Crazy. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, if I find a good I'm, I'm looking resource. on my phone real quick to I'm looking on my phone to see what is my at Instagram and Twitter real quick before you close out. I was like, crap, what is it? Oh. Uh, <laughs> you don't use it, so it doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> you gotta have access to Chris to know about Chris. Uh <laughs> anyways, well, that that'll do it for this episode of Say Something Interesting. One little promo piece that I wanted to put out there because it's been uh it's been gaining some traction lately and I'm super excited about it. Um is we just uh there's a guy named Jonathan Piazza and and myself are launching a uh, pub theology uh sort of a short-term group kind of not one-time event, but we're going to meet once every couple of months and uh, discuss a controversial theological topic while enjoying some of the Pacific Northwest Brew Country Fair. 
Um, and we're going to do so it's 21 and over group um, or our next our first our, not our next our very first kind of meetup thing is going to be on May the 7th May the 7th which is a Monday evening uh, we're going to be doing it here at the church and uh, here at the theater and it, it's our, our topic is going to be the idea of Muslim immigration and Christian hospitality um, and the idea would be we're going to present uh, lots of different sides kind of have sort of like a debate sort of environment and pr- propose a, a conservative topic on it, a liberal one and the only requirement is that you cannot be easily offended um, and we've had a great uh, fantastic response so far and we just want to add a few more people in there to make it really feel like we've got a fruitful conversation so even if that day doesn't work for you we want to do a couple of these uh, a year and so get on the mailing list you can go to eastlaketricities.com slash marketplace and sign up for that group and get information as it comes out on what we're going to be talking about there's going to be some like read these articles before you come and then after the afterwards if something gets proposed make sure you study up on this stuff and trying to make you more informed trying to have great uh, healthy conversations about it whatever side you come from that's fine it's all good everybody's welcome so Yep, I think that's it. Anything else, Chris? That's it. Thanks, guys, for having me on this podcast. I feel a little closer to home right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. Uh, You're coming yeah. home in, in a while. I don't, maybe I shouldn't I say am. that out loud. Cause... Probably probably not. You know, uh, I'll just surprise people. I'll just show up on yeah, Sunday. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to say dates. If you're there, I'm you're not there. Say you dates keep coming just to so church. People, I, I remember that, like coming home and everybody's like, hey, we should hang out. And you're like, I don't know, man. We didn't really hang out at all when I lived there. <laughs> and now I'm coming home for a few yeah. days and you want to hang out? I think I'm out. Right, right, so, right. But, yeah, but we are we are coming. Uh, just uh, yeah, keep showing up to East Lake every Sunday, and and uh, you'll Dude, probably that's see me. That's great. Someday. I love that, Chris. You should do that. Just tell people we're coming, <laughs> yeah. but you never know what day. You, you never just know. Just gotta come. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This week we'll continue our uh, uh, guardrail series uh, with week three. Uh, I'll be teaching this weekend, so make sure you come out. Uh, I think that's it. You can find me on social media. <laughs> get to know me there yeah. even after all that with boundaries yeah. but have healthy guardrails when it comes to judging me but at brent johnson j-o-h and s-e-n chris you did you figure out where you're at yeah i'm at chris underscore and when was the last chris time Gale. i used to have that and one. when was the last time you posted have... on that oh tweets let's see <laughs> <laughs> oh i have my phone on airplane oh chris, oh, it's all right it's been away. a long time guys but he's still worth following er- eric knows that already but he's, he's fully aware of all of the things that we've talked about but uh Good. 85 days. 85 days. 218, 218 days when it wasn't just a retweet. <laughs> Since it was original content. So if, if I'm you're on interested day, in wasting though. your time, go follow Chris. You can, set up no- exactly. you can set up notifications and not have to worry about being bombarded with anything. So, All right. All right, guys. See you guys. Thanks. See ya.